Hey, it's on everyone. Uh, I am answering this a very interesting question. I'm actually very excited because it comes from a Fang, a, a, uh, a very high-level data engineer for a Fang company. So he was mentioning to me that uh, he's been applying to a lot of companies all over the place. And he noticed that he gets a lot more traction with bigger companies versus small to medium companies. And he asked me if maybe I could sort of, uh, you know, identify the culprit or if there's any issue, if there's any reason. I looked at his resume. I looked at his LinkedIn. I think the only, re the only reason I could find, because uh, he hasn't been working long. So it's, it's not that there's any massive red flags and anything like that. Uh, I think it's just the, the Fang name on your resume probably... I think big companies just know that you're going to ask for a high compensation because you're very specialized. So, you know, if you're if you're working for a big name company and you only hear from big name companies, that might be the reason. It, it might just be smaller companies, especially right now. Smaller companies might just, uh, they might say you're overqualified. They might say this guy's going to want too much money. We can't afford him. Right? So if the small and, medi and medium-sized companies aren't getting back to you, they might be psyching themselves out because I know the brother who asked this question, I know him personally. And I know for a fact that he's, he's always open to a conversation. He's very flexible when it comes to compensation. What matters to him is, is really impact because he loves being able to talk about his projects or his impact in interviews, right? We've had conversations. He's very excited about the impact he's having, you know, at his current, current, uh, company. And, you know, he's worked with a lot of, uh, a lot of big names in the past. So, um, you know, it just happens to be that he sort of inadvertently, I guess, he has all these big household names on his resume. Maybe that hurts him, but he doesn't care. He'll work for a no-name company. He'll work for a startup for a decent salary, of course. But the most important thing to him is is impact. So, I think the only the only thing I would say is that uh, because you you work for a big company that's known to pay employees a lot of money, which is what the fan companies do. Uh, I think that's the only thing disqualifying you from other companies. And uh, I have advised people, I talk about this in another podcast, record your interview progress, right? Get an Excel sheet, record the companies you've applied to. That might be a lot of work if you're applying to a thousand companies, fine. Record the number of companies that you hear back from, okay? That's easy enough because that's not going to be everyone. You, you might apply to a thousand companies, you might hear from a hundred. Then record, you know, which ones you have a phone screen with, right? Like if you have a phone screen, put the date and put the point of contact maybe. Like just try to document all this. And then see, you know, where where are you getting the second interview? Where are you getting the third interview? And then also, which companies, like, how often are you not hearing back after the first interview? Right? That might be your, your interview skills or your sales pitch is lacking. Or if you're not getting any interviews at all, you might need to look at your resume because your resume should get you interviews. And your first interview is you selling yourself. And then your second or third interview is sort of your skills. But, you know, see, are you lacking in the soft skills? Are you lacking on the technical side? Have, have some sort of tracker and this will help you see you know how how you're doing and I think I suspect that this brother is doing the same thing if he's noticing a trend where he's hearing back from certain companies and not hearing back from other companies it's very likely that he's I don't want to say copying me but using some of the same tricks which is it's very important that you document your progress because that's how you identify your pain points that's how you know where you're lacking some people apply until their fingers are bleeding right I'm holding a comb, by the way. That's what this is. I don't know why I'm holding it. It was just on my desk, and I think it's like a nervous thing. I just need to hold things in my hand. I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, you know, it's important to you know, some people. For example, there was a sister recently, and this was uh, 
this was very very frustrating for me because I didn't know she'd been doing this because she she um, I'll give you the whole story. A sister was unemployed. She came to me for help. I worked with her on her resume. Her resume was about three pages long for someone who has like not much experience. I shortened it down for one page for her, free of charge. And that's a big deal because I charge a lot. I charge like a hundred plus dollars an hour in certain cases. I mean, depending on, you know, career counseling with the resume, uh, prep, editing, review on top of interview, like all of these things, we're talking thousand plus dollar package. I gave to her, I gave to her because she was in a tough situation. She was looking at homelessness. Um, her tax return was literally the only reason she could get, uh, she was able to pay rent a month. Like that is her situation. So I was like, let me help her out. Right. Uh, I'm not a saint. That's literally the only decent thing you can do. So I help her out. I got her this one page resume, beautiful piece of, you know, piece of art. However, what had happened is she made an indeed account. And then when indeed had her put in all her history, her work, her experience, education, you know, yada, yada, yada. Indeed was like, Hey, do you want to make an indeed resume? And she said, yes. And then she liked how it looked. She liked the format. It's an interesting format. And that was the resume she was using, not the one I created for her, right, that I put work into. She used the Indeed resume, which, by the way, brought her back to like three plus pages. If you guys have used Indeed, you know for a fact the resumes they have are they're, they're not great. They're not great. Um, I don't know why they made it. They they work for the Indeed systems, okay? They, they work for Indeed. You can't use them anywhere else. There's weird spacing. Things are not where they're supposed to be. It's hard to read, like... If you want to find a piece of information, you don't know where on this resume it's going to be. So she was using that resume. She's applying to hundreds of jobs. And I don't even exaggerate. I truly think it is hundreds of jobs. And then she comes to me and she says, Muhammad, I'm not getting any traction. I was offended. I said, this can't be. I mean, I'm the best. But, but seriously, I'm concerned. Like, I, I let you down. Like, I felt bad. Then she shows me the resume. She's like, yeah, I was using this resume. I said, okay, okay, no, no. Hold on, sister. Time out. Time out. Foul, expulsion, yellow card, whatever you want to say, this is crime. Like you, I gave you a beautiful Word document. Do not use this Indeed, you know. Um, I've been, I've applied to Indeed companies, so this probably isn't going to help me, but don't use this Indeed garbage. Like, first of all, the Indeed site, the easy apply things, like don't, don't apply to those jobs. Because she showed me the job she applied to. I said, look, everyone does the easy apply on LinkedIn and apply with, your resume or whatever, your profile and Indeed, like use Indeed to source jobs and then go to the original site. Don't apply through Indeed. It, it doesn't, the traction is very low. Success rate is very low, at least in my experience and what I have seen. And we're talking over the last however many years. So she's using my resume now and Alhamdulillah, within a week, she got an interview with a company in her town with a very, very decent salary and possibility of remote, and I was very excited for her. So, you know, when it comes to, uh, and, and this, you know, I've sort of gone off the tangent of job hopping, but now I'm trying to focus on, you know, if you're, um, sorry, what was I gonna say? Um, no, no, it wasn't, it wasn't about job hopping. I, I totally spaced out. Oh yeah, no, it goes back to tracking your progress. Tracking your progress. If you're applying to a million jobs and you're not hearing back, it's your resume. I don't know if you're using an Indeed resume. I don't know if you're using a LinkedIn profile PDF because I have seen people do that. P people have, they make a LinkedIn and they literally make a PDF of their LinkedIn and it's a multi-page, you know, uh, uh, scroll. 
and I don't know why they do that. So track your progress, see where your pain point is. Is it your resume? If you never hear back, it's your resume. If you're hearing back, but you don't get past HR, it could just be your soft skills. It could be your story. It could be why are you interested in this job? It could be why did you leave your last job? It could be why did you have this gap? Have some explanations. Do uh, do some interview prep, right? Mock interviews are key. That muscle memory, when you're able to answer a question very easily, like, you know, cutting through butter, it helps. So I hope this helps the brother who asked the initial question for why am I hearing back from certain companies? And I'm sort of branching off into the importance of, you know, recording your progress, just like this brother is, and, you know, some solutions or some suggestions for, you know, if you're not hearing back at certain stages, why that might be. Thank you. Jazakallah khair. Assalamu alaikum.